Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Pacino Report podcast season 2020, episode 27, which funnily enough is the same amount of marriages that Manuel has had. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, sorry, sorry. I thought that you would say that Casey Stoner, Stoner episode. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that wasn't yeah. as exciting. You are thought <laughs> So we had Lamont on the, I nearly said Lamans, Lamont on the weekend. We had some spectacular moments. We had highs, we had lows, ups, downs, and some early finishes for some, mm. which Stu, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's like your wedding night. Yeah. <laughs> um, every every night afterwards as well. Right. We had Rossi out early because he obviously wanted to go and hang out with his 25 year old girlfriend. I'm sure he's sick of putting up with her crap though. We had Suzuki put on a show. We had Mia gave us a dismount of the year. The 2016 Olympic team would be very proud of that. That was an incredible landing. We had Alex Rins. He had that amazing pace, had us on the edge of our seat, and then he fell off. He fell off the edge of his seat. (laughs) (laughs) He fell off the edge of his seat. We had Jack Miller, who I thought was lining up for the championship, and I was getting a bit emotional. Then his bike died. (laughs) We had Alex Marquez, his first wet weather race on a MotoGP bike. He rode better than Ica and Brad Binder. And I'm wondering now if he's making his way up to become Mr. and Mrs. Marquez's favourite son. Ooh. I did see that was very emotional. (laughs) Maybe he's getting up there. We had Quattararo and Maverick. Um, Who? Who were they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> meh, meh. And we had, we had Danilo Petrucci for the win. So the wet weather was a great equaliser. No one could predict it, even me with my limited knowledge or experts, whatever. Although Manuel did call it that this GP was going to be the survival GP and he was definitely spot on with that. Yeah, well done, so, Mr. GP. Yeah, he yeah. was on it again. <laughs> so I am 15, writing down something you said that is very interesting. Okay. Oh, okay. So we had 15 out of the 23 riders have now been on the on the podium for MotoGP. Are you so serious? Yep. We, it, that, that's what the commentators told me. So who knows what's going to happen? But I know we're going to talk about Moto2 because we almost had the Pacino yeah. Report podium wow, with Sam Lowe. so close. Remy Gardner, who we've spoken to both those guys recently, and I hope we'll talk about Jake Dixon. He showed that he's got the biggest heart on track, and I actually shed a tear when that all happened. So, do we have enough time to talk about this? I don't know. Oh my god, Stu, what was your highlight from the weekend? Oh my god, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I I think my highlight was actually Jake Dixon. Seriously, I, yeah. I I loved seeing him lead a race right up and <laughs> right up until the point where he crashed. He was riding so maturely. It was it was really yeah. really good to see. It was it was like the coming of a new talent. It was, and I think I messaged him like, "What would you be thinking?" And you're like, "Don't fall off, don't fall off, yeah, don't fall off." Exactly, that's what he was doing for sure. But yeah, oh. you're, you're right, Andrew. What an incredible weekend! Just when we thought 2020 couldn't give any more craziness, yeah, there you go. Have another one. Have another one. So Manuel, yes, our master, our father. Yes, our but God did, of you rea- did you did you realize that Jake, that Petrucci, that Alex Marquez, they grabbed on the opportunity that appeared for them. That was mm-hmm. interesting, yes. you know. Yep. The situation suddenly put in front of an, an opportunity and they just grabbed it with the two hands. The, the, the shame is that uh, Jake didn't finish the job, but he, he showed up, you know, that's very interesting. Oh, and we, we here have a little bit some favoritism to Jack, to 
to Remy, you know, the people who have been here with us. The Pacino yeah. boys, call them the Pacino boys. Exactly, that's good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when we have the money, we will put a patch on their leathers. The Pacino so. boys. <gasps> Can you imagine me with a beer? Or something. <laughs> that's that's the patch. Just so one of these. Can, we, can we quickly? That's right. Lucky we didn't record that. Yeah. Can we talk about Moto Two first? Oh, yeah, we can because I'm in charge tonight. Yeah. Right. For those yeah. that haven't Moto noticed, Andrew, you are the boss. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I'll apologise now to everyone. I'm very sorry. Not so, at all. Who, who was the? Oh. I don't know. First, I've got to ask about Aaron Kinnett because I was fascinated. Did he lose his little finger or has he still got his I, little finger? It looked like he lost it. I haven't heard any otherwise. Have you heard anything, Manuel? No, I even didn't know the story about his finger. <laughs> it was... Manuel, did you watch Moto 2? Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that wasn't in the race anyway. It was in the. It was before. It was but, yeah, but, lo- lo- but Andrew, losing the little finger is not very rare uh, you don't need it no no but with these guys most of them at the end of their career not most but many of them yep. finish without this finger in fact to avoid this they have uh, built uh, gloves that these two fingers are together Missions. You know? so they because normally this finger just goes this way and uh, they just lose the finger but now their gloves they put the Small finger ah. and the others one just together. Right. Okay. An extra yeah, he sort of he lifted his hand up and there was dangly glove and gap and then he sort of looked at it and, and went and it was like oh oh, and, oh my god and okay stuff well that was boring because yeah. <laughs> I thought that was exciting but that obviously happens all the time. Hang on, hang on. Wait, wait a minute. Just wait. Ta-da! <laughs> there it is. Look, okay. So the yeah, the magic fingers. Yeah, you you each finger has his uh, finger, but mm-hmm. They are together. Ah, you know, I thought it was going to be two fingers in the one hole. Yeah, that's. What... <laughs> yeah, like like a Vulcan. Like a shocker. <laughs> All right. Okay. We call that a barracuda in Australia, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. No, that's that's really interesting. Yes, that's, look, look cool. these gloves are so hard. You know, here yeah. protection here, protection here, yep. or and here as well. It's very. They are very very tight. You can fix them here to really because the normal thing is to lose the gloves when you fall. Yeah. Ah. Because the body, when they, when there is a big impact, the body, I really gets like, how do you say it? Gets like tense in, tense in front. No, no, they smaller, smaller. Yeah, yeah. You lose. In fact, when you have a car accident or when you have seen car accidents, the the what you find are the shoes, because. All the body cuts small and the, the shoes get protected and everything falls off. Wow. And I tell you something that is not very nice, but that explains what I am telling you. I was when uh, Daijiro, I was there when Daijiro Kato got killed in Suzuka. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he hit the wall full gas because the gas got stuck. Mm-hmm. He lost his boots. Jesus. Both of them. Whoa. Just from the impact. From the impact. It, that's why, that's why I know they... what happens. That's why I tell you that the body, it's like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know the English word, but it gets small in, when you impact. Yep. yep. Makes sense. We understand that. Like a protective protection type thing. Yeah, something mm. like this. Okay, wow. let's go on. So, yeah. Okay. Le Mans. Le, uh, Moto 2. Le Mans. Yes. Moto 2. Sandwise. Remy Gardner. Oh, Remy Gardner. Oh. <laughs> let's, 
Let's talk about both of them. Oh my god. I was going closer to home first. Yeah, sure. Remy Gardner, what a ride. What a fantastic ride. So, same same as he's done a lot of a lot of times though. He starts well and then he falls back a little bit when the bikes are full of fuel, the smaller, lighter mm-hmm. guys are a lot more agile and they can get past him. And then for the last five or six laps, he really comes on strong when the bike's a lot lighter and he can really manhandle that thing around. And I, I think I, I was saying... see what he does on the new bike. I know, I know. And I think I was saying to you on the weekend, Andrew, I said, he will get second. With, with about 10 yeah. months to go, I was like, he will come through. He will get second, definitely. Uh, sure. He raced very mature. You know, he, he, he was did. very mature. Uh-huh. He, he is learning or he has learned, I don't know in which phase is, to uh, analyze and to manage, you know, because uh, normally the uh, old Remy, he would attack desperately. Mm. But this time he waited his opportunity. That was brilliant. I feel like he's changed the way he rides since he's now knows that the bike he's going to be on next year, where it was up in the air for so long. I feel like he sort of chilled a little bit because he knows it's all okay. He doesn't have to prove himself to get that ride. He can just... Yeah, yeah. but this is called experience. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, experience yeah. show you... Sure. At, the, uh, at the beginning, you are like straw fire, you know, you go... Mm-hmm. And then... Yep. And then you go, okay, now it's time to go down. It's time to stay. That's it. That's your experience. Exactly. Yep. And I guess, again, speaking of maturity, Sam Lowe's, who we spoke to not long ago in his wise old age of 30 years old. Again, we spoke, I think you are, you mentioned to him through our interview that you were really impressed. You could see the way that he's thinking differently and riding a lot smoother. And Absolutely. First win since 2016 for him. That was I know, I couldn't believe a long time long. coming. Yeah. And yeah, very yeah, exciting and, to see. And you see that he has built up this uh, step by step. And after mm-hmm. speaking, with him you understand much more what you are watching at don't you yeah. you know you can you are, you understand very well so the key is to have information and what i always try to explain to read what is happening mm. instead of just to sit there and watch yeah mm-hmm. and you can start to see that now just from our lounge you can you can it's not just guys on a bike anymore you can uh, yeah all of that sort of making sense exactly is there anyone else um we yeah. should mention for moto too Oh, Jake. Jake. Of you have, yeah, we have to talk about Jake. What a ride. Like, seriously, he rode so well. He was so mature <laughs> right up until the moment he fell off the bike. Um, <laughs> but, no, it was a very, very mature ride by him. And I think I was saying to you guys before we hit record as well, it, it seemed like a coming of age for me. So I know Jake's a friend of the show, so you're probably watching. So, Jake, from us, great ride, mate. Amazing. Absolutely fantastic. But, but... Okay, we like him, we, Andra, you love him, and so on, but he did a mistake. Yes, he did, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a, a learning that, opportunity that, for him. That uh, Remy didn't do, that Sam didn't do. Okay, yeah. very nice, very nice. But Jake, Some other big top riders in MotoGP did similar, didn't they? Yeah, but, they did, yeah. Look, but look, I tell you something, this is very, very important. When you crash, when a rider crashes, the first thing he has to admit is his mistake. Mm-hmm. And then, because, but he has to say it, look, in my opinion, I, uh, I, uh, you have to say it loud. For example, uh, Alex Rings comes out after the race and explains, well, I don't know what happened. But, but, but. The first thing a writer has to say loud is, I did a mistake. I made a mistake. I learned from I it. made a mistake. And then... Take the responsibility, can, yeah. Because when you assume that you 
are doing, you did a mistake, it's your fault. Because if not, you are starting to push the fault to the others and you will never get out of that. Because no, it's not my, like Vinales does this constantly. It's the tire problem. Is that yeah. Maverick, the problem, the problem is you. Yeah. And then you can have problems with the tire. But the thing is, if you say I am the problem, you start to solve the problem from you don't yeah, wait others to do you, it. Exactly. exactly. This is so important in racing. So yeah. important. So I so, think with Jake, he, he proved what he's got. And when it comes, it's going to be just, yeah. No, no, I think that, that for Jake, and he has been growing in the previous races, you know, he has been coming. Oh, you've seen him, yeah. You know, so this is, I think this, it should, we will see the race, it should uh, have provoked a click in his attitude. Yeah. Self-confidence, you know, so this exactly. must be, now from now on, he's in another level and he has to keep pushing at that level. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think for, for Moto2, for me, I'm... I'm seeing Luca Marini struggling realistically. So is he really going to be a factor for the, for the rest of the year or is Sam Lowe's positioned better to, to, to push forward from here? Do you think? I think they are the two contenders. Did you see the fly of Marini during the practice session? Yeah. Wow. You know, any normal human being, would uh, run away from the track, but he was there. So imagine the pain and how. I was he surprised raced. he was. He was like, "No, nah, I'm going back out there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will see. And the problem is, the problem is that having so many races in a row, you know, did it ha uh, really have had enough time to recover? Because this weekend we have another race, and the next weekend we have another yeah, race. No so race not to get hurt is absolutely vital now. Absolutely vital. Completely, yeah. completely. So I know we've got a million other people to talk about in MotoGP, but I do want to just ask, can you tell me what happened to Anaya? Because he's been a big standout for me. I think I, I called it the first race he won mm. and he's been a standout, but I don't Look, know. Look, I, I have never believed in Anaya. His, uh, his line is he's constantly, constantly up and down. You know, okay. he's a good rider, but he's so and uh, consistent for me it's absolutely not surprise absolutely okay. it's just performing normally like he has done all his years okay let's move on to moto gp we'll talk about the big boys cool oh yes yes look i think uh, i think that uh, you were surprised about the result right that two riders mm. that oh. were basically disappeared yeah uh, Start, got the got the highlights and the spotlights in yep. in france it's the invisible podium Exactly, the invisibles, the invisibles. Yep. Look, I have a theory. I, I don't know if it's right or not, but I explain it to you and you tell me if it makes sense or not. Okay. <laughs> you talking uh, to me? <laughs> yes, because Andra, you said that the rain or Le Mans equalized mm. uh, the situation in MotoGP. That's what you say in the intro. I would say more than equalized, they, the, the rain or the wet neutralized some advantages and i explain you in the rain basically the riding in the rain is you have to stop the bike as uh, straight as possible mm -hmm. brake because while you stop the bike straight you have a bigger contact patch 
-hmm. between the tire and the ground, right? Because you are straight, you put a lot of uh, effort on the brake, so a bigger contact patch. With the rain, uh, from the braking to the acceleration, this has to be as short as possible because in the rain you cannot lean because mm. there is a lot of danger to crash. So you have to get through this as quick as possible, right? You, Andra, look, just, you know, it's very, I think no, it's I very logical. You, you arrive and then you just turn and once you have the bike straight again, you open the gas, right? Yep. So, and the new Michelin rear tire, they knew that all the many have uh, complained about, which is their strong point? The corner speed. Uh-huh. And the- Edge grip. The grip, the grip on a high lean angle, which yep. does not occur in the rain. Yeah. Which bikes had the most problem with this tire? Ducati and Honda, mm -hmm. right? So uh, Yamaha and Suzuki lost their advantage because their advantage is the corner speed, yep. mm -hmm. right? Another very important thing, we know that Yamaha is very slow. The, the, has the, not slow. <laughs> the Yamaha has the weakest Relatively engine. speaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, had the weakest engine. How does the Yamaha catch up this uh, gap? getting more corner speed and neutralizing the mm -hmm. acceleration with corner speed exiting the corner. Yep. You understand? Do yep. you follow me, Stu? Yep, yep, yep. So at this point is Yamaha was completely lost because yeah. they couldn't have the speed through the corner that gave them the acceleration. So they were, all them were bang, Morbidelli, mm -hmm. uh, Quartararo. They started well, but were losing ground because they could not take profit of their two, their their arms, you know, their strong points. Yeah, we saw Quadraro going backwards. He was just getting swamped right from the beginning. So tell me, let's start with him, right? So I was a bit surprised when he didn't go out in FP1 because it was raining. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, they're not predicting rain for the race. He's just, you know, he's being sensible. You, you were come very vocal day, about that on, on WhatsApp, Andrew, yes. <laughs> come, come race day, it's raining. Oh, boo-hoo, he didn't go out in the wet track. To yeah, look, out. look, yep. look, I, this is interesting, Andrew. Very, very good scene. Because, for example, Fabio Quartararo didn't go to the Portimao test that was before the race, you know? All that, the, yeah. The riders went to Portimao to mm -hmm. New Desert and Quartararo didn't go and he explained that at this point of the the championship he didn't want to risk a crash in a non-necessary non uh, circumstance. I think that That's test good. was very necessary. But and, and what Andra said look if you are a rider now put and you hear somebody saying, the, the championship leader, and you hear him saying, I don't want to take uh, unnecessary risk. <gasps> what and as you, you Manuel, you have taught me this, that I try, I'm trying my best to take off my mother hat, but they need to take risks and they've got to be badass. And I want my heroes and the champions to take yeah, risks. No, 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 Andra, listen, listen to me, listen to me. If you are a rider, if you are a rider and you hear this, what is your thinking? Ha! In the race, I'm going to throw my bike inside 
he's saying he doesn't want to take risk. Yeah, but that's not. So he's telling, he's telling, he's telling the others, push me because I'm yeah. not entering in the combat. Yeah. He's already lost any challenge, so every rider then no, no, feels he's empowered just to just the others. take him on. Yeah, you know, he he's he's inviting the others to push him in yeah. the race. So when the race started, I kept an eye. I said, "Let's see how Quartararo is competing." And I have to say that my theory was completely wrong because he really fought for each position. He lost. You know, it was not like, okay, I let you pass because I don't want to problem. But he did not. And this was important. I, I really focus on this. And you he could see in the, last, thought, yeah. Yeah, in the last lap, when it came down to this special race between Vinales, um, Quartararo, and, and, and Mia. Mir, yeah. that Mia were the got three. past him, but he fought back, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, yes. but Stu, they were the three in the leading the championship. Yep. So it was so important mentally. Yep. So when Mir came and passed Quartararo, Quartararo said, no, 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 no. Attitude, you know? Mm. There was an attitude. Yep. And he finished the race, finished ninth, and improved the gap in the championship. That's right. Finished in front because of the people of that are nearest little, to Because of this little battle back. So it's very, uh, this shows that Quartararo is very determined and shows that he has a winning and a champion mentality. Good. But why not go out on the wet track to, I don't understand why he wouldn't have gone yeah, out. Because he thought it wouldn't rain. The prediction said, and he didn't want to take risk. The same thing he did, why he didn't go to Portimao. But at the end, uh, what I said, I, I, I thought that other right, he would be scared by entering in a fight with other riders, but no, mm -hmm. absolutely not. Same he, too, yeah. Maybe he's taking yeah. advice from his team as well. So, cause I mean, we have to understand that the, the team is a lot bigger than just the rider. And so maybe his crew chief or the, the rest of someone else in his team, team manager is advising him to, to do these things or not do these things as well. Mm. Yes, one point in another podcast, we can talk about the people who surround the rider. You know, this yeah, is be incredible because there are so many people who speak in the ear of the rider. Mm -hmm. So many, you know, his manager, his crew chief, his friend, his girlfriend, his father, his mother. And he has to hear all of them and all of them seems probably think they have the truth, you know, and then this guy has to decide. So right, but we'll this will be a, a topic for another story. Absolutely. All right. So moving on, do we need to take a moment silence for Valentino? His year is well and truly over, isn't it? That's three DNFs in a row. That's terrible. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, uh, and this was clearly his fault. You know, he doesn't, oh, he can't oh, come yeah. out and say the tire was called, the tire was called for everyone, mm. you know, and, uh, the situation of Valentino, obviously, he is, uh, I think, anxious. And, and uh, what is also important is, look, all riders enter in certain phase. You know, phase is in a phase where everything gets wrong. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to go through, through this phase because one day it stops. Mm, it'll change. You know? yeah. But this is something normal. All go through this. And Valentino has experience about this. But is, he is clearly doing mistakes. This is no doubt. He crashed in, uh, in Misano in turn two. 
-hmm. in lap two, he crashed here in turn two. He, so I reckon he's going to retire at the end of this year. Yes, I he's said he's luckily, to luckily, he, luckily he signed the contract before Le Mans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Because otherwise I'm like, is he trying to go out? But anyway, all right, moving on. We have to mention Cow because I thought he was oh. bloody brilliant. I know the Brit cold weather raining all that, but he he was was it? Did he qualify yes. fourth? Yeah, oh, and especially yeah. especially knowing how his forearm still is, mm. his arm is still a disaster. You know, what are they saying it's like still, his skin's pretty much super glued to his muscle or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, the story is like uh, you know terror film. What's happened through his? But he was very brave, and again. We go back to the why suddenly the Honda went fast and why suddenly Alex Marquez was fast on the Honda. And we go back to the story of the neutralizing. The bikes who have uh, most power in the category are Ducati and Honda. And we had Tacker in what he finished seventh. Ah, oh, Tacker yeah, was a great uh, race, yeah. Super is the look, championship, uh, he's fifth. Yeah, no, this and, and Vinales. After the race of Vinales, he's still there on the fight. Yeah. It's incredible. He's so lucky. By the way, by the way, we could um, put together all the excuses Vinales have, <laughs> has given so far, and then we can do a bestseller at the end of the year. He's mixtape. He's fantastic. What was his excuse this week? I know we well, read an article just before the race, and, he, and Adam, my husband, was reading it to me. He goes, oh, yeah, he's mentioned it's going to be a tough race. And I went, well, that's his race done, isn't it? And they haven't even bloody started. Yeah, no, no. It's, but this time I have been here in this world for 25 years. I have never seen an I thought he meant you were 25 years old. <laughs> he's a little bit older than that. So Sorry. I have never heard an excuse like the one he gave after the race. I have to admit that he's great in this, you know. Mm. I, he might not be world champion, but he's great in excuses. <laughs> world so champion of excuses. Look, this one was. He said, okay, in Le Mans, I decided to start without electronic helps. You know, just manual. Mm -hmm. Still like in the old days. No electronics. Yeah. Yeah. Now he said, okay, and I... I practiced during Friday and Saturday, you know, the starts, norm, uh, manual starts, yep. old style. And he said it, it worked pretty well, but and now, attention that it comes. Here it comes. I didn't realize that Sunday on the grid with so many bikes around me, I would not hear perfect my engine. <laughs> I couldn't hear <laughs> my engine. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> That was, but the, the funny thing, you know, that he says these things. You I know, did, it's I like didn't a, realize it would be so noisy with 22 other bikes around me. Yes, and nobody of, from the team or of the team told him or realized that. How can this happen? You're an idiot. <laughs> Maybe they can create an invention where he can have a microphone from his bike to his ear so he can hear it next Yeah, time. that probably will happen in the next race. And then yes. there will be interferences and with the mobile phone of somebody yeah. wow so this leads oh, me on to another subject i think there's a there's a little bit of an element of prima donna coming in with some of the riders here oh yeah well uh, yeah look after the race in um, in le mans i heard alex rings saying alex rings saying, no, uh, we, in the safety commission, we have to talk about not returning to Le Mans in October because it's too cold. Mir said the same. 
Valentino said the same. Oh, poor darling. I said, right. hang on, yeah, casual, it's the one that had a bad race, you know, casual. It's just coincidence, coincidentally. Of course. But at the end, look, this makes me think the big difference that exists between the British riders the English riders, the British mm -hmm. riders, and the Latin riders, you know? Because I have never heard complaining Carl Crutchlow, Jonathan Ray, uh, Haslam about... Sam Lowe's. Yep. Called the Sam, track's too Sam Lowe's. bumpy, the track's too smooth, are the... Look, it was too, too hot grip. in Jerez. <laughs> yeah, too hot too in hot Jerez. Yeah. It was too cold in uh, Le Mans. What? It was bumpy, I don't know where. Uh, it too was grippy. too grippy, too grippy uh, in Misano. That's incredible. Yeah. The following weekend, it was no grip. It was no grip. <laughs> Hang on. Do you Maybe want to give them a, Indon? Might have to set up a masseur for them so they can have a little rub down on, and, you know, sparkling water before they go out and do their race. No, no. I know that, you know, to criticize this, the, obviously, we will be criticized by saying, yeah, you are not the one who is sitting on the bike at 300 k's per hour. Yeah, but... Uh, but the other uh, guys that are winning and not complaining are. Exactly. It's, all, it's mental, isn't it? It's all mental. Yeah, yeah it's so a matter it's of attitude. You know, the, the, the Brits, they go out and just go out to race and do their job. And I must say, the Australians are pretty much like that. So can we move on to Jack Miller? Oh, Jack. Jack. Oh, he couldn't look. Yeah, he knew, but the, the, the pity of this is we also, at least myself, has also said about Jack that his problem is that he races it all in the first part of the race and then he has no more fuel to. But this time we couldn't find it out. Well, you know? what I what I read about this was that they had his bike set up for the. Uh, they had a bike set up that he was. I can't remember bike set up and he was riding on it. Had a few issues. They had the yes. other might have been the wet bike and then they had another one set up that he was actually gonna ride. But because the weather mm. changed, he had to go back onto the bike that was having some issues, and that's what to set it up for the wet. Yeah, exactly. Race. Yeah, yeah. They they had a, the, his good bike had an issue. So for the race, they had to jump on the second bike. And mm. then they uh, tuned up the other bike for rain in case of any train. Oh, so when he, when he jumped on the bike, he and the team knew that something like this could happen. And it happened. It's yeah. a shame. What it's I was a shame. Say the bike hadn't shit itself. What I was curious about, because I was actually looking at the tire choices. So I think... Danilo and Dobby and Jack had the same tire choice. No, no, look, the, the, the Ducatis, the only one who had different tire choice was uh, Dovizioso, who oh, okay. chose a soft front tire. That oh. was his big mistake, because if not, probably he would have won that race. But he chose a different one, he gambled and lost. Because I was yeah. curious if, if Jack's bike hadn't died. I'm really curious what would have happened because I thought it was going to be a race for him, but I was like, were his tyres yeah. going to last? Because I know he pushes it a bit harder and all that, but I guess we can't, yeah, we can't predict that, can we? He would have been up no, there. No, Jack, Jack is again in one of these phases because what his uh, admission sucked in in Misano mm. and oh. this year, yeah. it's a shame. Doesn't it seem is. fair, it does is. it? All right, let's talk about the podium. Oh, wait, can Remember? I say one more person though? Oh, go on then, yep. Alex Rins. Rinse and repeat. 
Come on. Yeah. yeah that was that was a shame. There's so many heartbreaking moments. I know. It was this is 2020. That's what it's what it does. And we did say it's gonna be a wet race. This is this is what's gonna happen. Did you remember what happened in Austria with Rins when he overt- overtook uh, Dovizioso? No, what happened there? He crashed. Uh, he crashed. Right, okay. Exactly the same. Turn seven, and I think he was second or, or first. Mm-hmm. Second when he overtook Dovizioso. Rins, in his career, has a very remarkable... <laughs> But he did, he did some amazing overtaking and stuff that was like holy crap! Like he just committed and did it. It was executed perfectly. And no, but uh, uh, look, uh, this is a characteristic of Rins. Rins is a very good rider, but every time he gets to the point when it's okay, now we have to decide. He fails. This happened in one twenty-five. Look, you are you were not in this world probably, <laughs> and. <laughs> no, I'm just an embryo in this world. Uh, no, but uh, Alex, no, um, yes, Alex Rins and Maverick Vinales raced for the 125cc World Championship. I think it was in 2013 or something like this. Mm-hmm. And they went to the last race in Valencia fighting for the championship. They arrived at the last corner like this. The last corner. Alex Rins overtook him and went uh, long and Mavelitz, last turn, last turn from last lap. And Rins lost the championship in that last turn. It's always him. Okay. It's always him. He's got Uh, Last last year, do you remember that Rins had very good races in uh, Le Mans? He was leading Mm. and crashed. The race before he was leading and crashed. So the problem of Alex, he's fast, but when it comes down to the pressure, that's why he doesn't have any world championship. Dominic has a world championship. Alex Marquez has two world championships. Do you think that Alex Rins Rins will mature? Do you think that he'll get there or? No, I think it's his way of racing. Okay. He has a world championship. Yeah, mm. do you think maybe Alex? Oh, there's Pargano has a world championship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. oh. Do you think maybe Alex can't lead? Is maybe that's his issue? Because there's a different mentality when you're leading a race to when you're fighting and challenging with other riders in a race. Yeah. No, Alex. Look, obviously, it won't happen on every race. But normally, the tendency is that when he's in a position, he fails. Right. Okay. Um. So. I have this is a bit off track, but it's leading into the next rider we were going to talk about tomorrow is Anoni's hearing. Yes. So I'm very curious what you think the outcome will be if he doesn't come back to racing. That's another seat open, and I'm wondering if that's oh, yes. be an opportunity for Dovi. For Dovi or for Cal? Or Cal or for Cal? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think. Look, in it. Uh, you know, the problem is that you know what the WADA is. The WADA is the American anti... How do you say Anti-doping uh, agency. Uh, uh, yes, the WADA. This is... Bunch of party and, poopers. Yeah, yeah. And they entered to accuse directly uh, Yanone, you know? Mm-hmm. And the WADA, they are merciless. Absolutely merciless. Remember, I don't know if you follow cycling, they just dynamited... Uh, oh, that guy with one ball. Ar- yes, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong. 
I wish I could ride a bike. I wish I could ride a bike that well when I'm on drugs. Yeah, I've tried. <laughs> I always fall off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I think the one is so hard on this because they want to do it for they, four years, don't they? Yeah, but if they let him go, because then I'll make they, an example of him. Exactly. Yeah, I get, I get it though, but yeah, the I issue mean, is I, they could, they could set a precedent, and so if they, if they do let him off, then the, all these other people are going to come Ooh. along and they're yes, going to go, oh, you let him off, you got to let me off as well because I yeah, and, and, a and, and that so, had something on it. And we are talking not about, we are talking about athletics, we exactly. are talking mm, about yeah. any any other sport, you know. So, Is it a shame, Manuel, because I obviously haven't seen him race in my 2020 career of MotoGP. Um, is he good? Is he is he a killer? Is he like going to be? He he's probably he has the most natural talent of all Italian riders that exist actually. I don't he has know. the talent. Compare, I com, could compare this talent a step behind uh, Mark Marquez. But, wow! Wow! Be cool. But he but that's, is that because of the drugs? <laughs> it's because of the drugs, exactly. No, but the problem is that he entered in this uh, nightlife. He started to go out with um, famous. All about uh, the ladies, team. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. With Vinales' oh. gypsy girlfriend and all her family, <laughs> <laughs> all oh, that sort man. of stuff. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I personally don't agree. I, I, I've, I've never rated Yanoni. Um, I thought always thought he was overly aggressive when he never had to be. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have an opinion. On whether, whether uh, Lou, Lou, I have to say Lou, do. when Ducati had to fire one of the two Andreas, remember? Yeah, because remember. Lorenzo was Lorenzo was arriving in Ducati, yeah. and, and Ducati they kept panicking had, and fucking hitting each other. I mean, flipping hitting each other. Golly gosh! Dang it! I get what, I get to say that word next week. Yeah. So Edra. Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought you were still. Dr- I didn't want to be rude and buddy. Let's move on to Dobby. I'm doing well, aren't I, with this driving thing? Bloody women drivers. They're the I same know. everywhere in the world. Dobby. I was not, after our discussions, I thought his season was done. And now, yeah. because we can't predict it like that, mm. it's, it's completely switched again. It's ridiculous. It's, it's third. And look at who is fourth. Yeah, exactly. Vinales. What what's going on? And look who's fifth. Takanakagami. And he hasn't yeah, even but, has he been but, on no, the No, but look, the, the first four, they are very tight. So after where was the previous race? After Barcelona, we said we said the championship is a matter of two. Yep. Yep. Uh, or Quartararo. Yep. Now it's again a matter of four. Yep. And the Ed Vinales, who we have been blaming uh, the whole championship, is still a contender. You know? mm-hmm. Somehow. So crazy. Bloody hell. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So, we'll it, see. so, for me, that was another Dovey race. It was, he, he didn't really do anything. He exactly. just, he, he just rode his own race. People were faster than him. He went, yeah, fine, off you go. Whatever. But when you he just let them go and crash. I just want him to do well. Like you just want him and everyone seems to have that opinion of him. Yeah. Yeah. No, and now I think it's the best opportunity to, to switch what, uh, to what can happen this weekend in Aragon, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because, because my absolute favorite 
if this has any value in the championship for Aragon is done. You might as well ask me, Manuel, what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but, with, yeah, that, but with that long straight and with his history, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because he, he made second in 18 and 19, and the, the one who finished in front of him was Marc Marquez. So... Who is not back this weekend like he originally said he was going to be, right? No, I look, I heard some very worrying information about Mark. Oh, I don't know. Can you share it? Yeah, no, I don't know if we are, we are going to see him this year. Really? I saw some pictures of him working out with his big scar and he looks buff as shit. Like he it looks, seems he that he's like played. A, his plate is moving. He has a lot of pain because the the photos we see on Instagram and so on so with weightlifting, we just see one photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know they can perfectly put in his hand, but it seems that he has a lot of pain that should be there. Wow. And I don't know. I don't he looked know. like a plastic bag full of walnuts to me, so I figured he was doing all right. <laughs> okay, but yeah, Aragon, Dovi. Oh, sorry, yeah. Dobby and good news for Aussie, Aussie Fox. Jack finished there third last year. Yeah. And Jack, and Jack is much stronger this year than last year. I'm very, are we allowed to talk? Do we need to quickly talk about the last couple of three riders before we, because I've got lots of questions about Aragon. Okay. Okay, yeah, let's talk about the podium from, from last week before we... Sorry, before we I'm just because I've got questions and I'm, I'm going to say this kind of thing. Questions. Do we have to talk about pole or can we skip pole? <laughs> Paul, I, I, the, Paul I, I, I would say, like we spoke before starting to, to record, I think that was a bitter podium for, for Paul, very yeah. bitter, because the one who finished in front of him, Mr. Nobody, Alex Marquez, mm -hmm. the rider that has been sacked because of uh, Paul Spar. So, yeah. you know, to finish in front of him was like, hey, Beautiful. why mm -hmm. did you suck me? Look, look is yep. here, who is here down here. So, yep. and on the other hand, the guy who won the race, who is Petrucci, will ride Paul Espargaro's KTM next year. So it's a complete, Brilliant. you know, this podium, like the championship was a complete mess, you know? Yeah. You can't write that. So Alex Marquez, oh my God. Oh. Like, he just, he, I think he got the fastest lap. He, he did so well. You know? That's the rider of the weekend for me. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He was. I did feel and, like a proud mum. My mum, look, my, and, my, and, my ovaries and, did funny things. And I think, uh, apart from Mama Andra, Stu, not, I think. Not, in, that, a, not a Val, in a Valentino Rossi way. This was in a mama <laughs> way. <laughs> so, uh, Stu, I think that you were, when you saw him, coming, coming, it was like, okay, how long will it take for him to crash? Yes, because, exactly. Because, but he was so mature and he was so uh, uh, serene, you know, because yes. imagine him, imagine him seeing the others closer, closer, closer. And then the, the most easiest thing is to get, wow, to want to do this all in one lap. Yeah. But it was, he was so steady, you know, there I go, there I go, there I go. And this, Stu, this is again, this is a champion. He is twice a world champion. Yeah. And in this situation, you see the difference between a champion and not champion. Alex Rins is not a champion and he crashed. 
-hmm. You understand? When he was there in the fight for a good result, but he was not uh, serene enough, you know? But Alex came and it was one tenth, five tenth, six tenth, four tenth. Great. He just, I feel like since Mark's not been there, he's been, he's just owning it a bit more because he's just, he's there. He's not in the shadow. He's not being well, he's over. Learning. And like he said, it was very interesting. He said, I am a diesel. You know, diesel? Yeah. yeah. He said, for me, it takes time to get there, but it's like, pop, 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 but at the end, I get the speed. It's not like a, a gasoline engine, you know? Yep. And he's showing this. The little engine that could. Yep. Oh, I can't wait to see what he does. So Danilo, everyone was so happy about that. Yeah, Danilo is fantastic because it's one of these super rare moments where everyone is happy to see him winning, you know, yeah. even his rivals, you know, because he's yes. like a big kid and he deserves more than nobody because he has been uh, mistreated, you know, he has been like ignored. And this victory was a big victory. And uh, if you compare, <laughs> compare this victory with the one of Mugello last year, mm -hmm. this time he didn't apologize for winning. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was a real, a real victory. You know, he didn't finish the race and say and said sorry, sorry for winning, sorry for winning. When did he, he do did that? Really? Last year. Yeah. yeah. Have a Why? look at Mugello, at Mugello last because he beat uh, uh, Andrea Dovizioso. That was his uh -huh. teammate. So, I wouldn't think, imagine that any of them would say apologize for winning. What a what a lovely bloke. Oh, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Yeah. yeah so, he's so a, quickly, I am cognizant that we're we're going massively over time this week. Um, so so let's let's have a quick chat about Aragon before we before we do wrap up. I want to hear about yeah. the track and, and who it's good, which bikes it's good for. Because I had a look on the MotoGP game. So I see the big straight, I see the big hill. I'm curious how Yamaha is going to handle this track with their dodgy motors. Because there's that big hill. You got yeah, no, the, the, the thing is, again, the thing is, if the Yamaha start in front, they have a chance. If they don't start in front, every time they get into the straight, all the work they have done in the twisty part, they will lose. And we saw this in the past. In 2015, we don't have much time. But uh, we saw that. Stuart. Me, me, me. I have a. I just want to say, I want to put it on the record. I predict at least one Yamaha engine failure during the race. Interesting. At least one. At least, at least one. Ooh, and the and Ducati because I noticed the first corner is quite close again. So it'll, I guess it'll be like Le Mans where they won't use the whole shot because they've they've. Yeah, yeah, it. but look, the the story is Ducati. If they arrive at the first time on the long straight, mm -hmm. you know, they just have to open the gas. They go. I imagine there's going to be a big separation in that. Yeah. So yes. who, who do you, Manuel, who do you predict for this weekend? Are you going this weekend? That's the question. Ooh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Still, I have to decide whether to go. I did my PCR this morning, but do I it. will decide do tomorrow. Do can, you go for, can you go for us? We're stuck here in down the arse end of the earth in Australia. Okay. Uh, favorite okay. form, Dobby or Dobby? Dobby, Dobby or Dobby. Dobby. Yes. So first Dobby, second Dobby, third Dobby. 
Yes, they will be the real Dobby up there, then two holograms on each two side. Two little fake you know? Dobbies. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for Jack. Like, yeah, one's Jack and one's Jack. Jack. Ketrux. Jack. Look, and, and we Frankie. have our heart. We have our heart and we would like to see Jack up there. Yeah. You mentioned Frankie. You mentioned yep. Frankie. Yep. Okay. We close this record with something funny with Frankie. I did an extraordinary interview with Frankie that I will upload in my Pesino GP. And one of the questions was, dos puntos, pum pum. Frankie, you have two flags on your helmet. One is the Italian flag and the other uh, one is the Brazilian, Brazilian flag. Yeah. Yep. How much of Italian or Brazilian are you when you ride the bike and when <gasps> you are off the bike? Awesome question. And he said to me, Look, the question, the post answer was well, incredibly funny. We, I laughed a lot. He said to me, okay, when I am riding, I am 100% Italian, concentrated and very focused until three laps to the end. <laughs> then, then I turn Brazilian. I say, what do you mean? Yes, three, three laps to the end. It's like, okay, now we are going to have fun. Yeah, here we go. Love Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to and, Jack, Frankie. Okay, and then <clears throat> how how are how much are you Italian and Brazilian off the bike when you are not racing? Other way around. And he was thinking and smiling for a while, and then he said to me, he looked at me here in the Zoom and said, "After midnight, I am only Brazilian." <laughs> <laughs> it's a bloody legend well guys it's been an ab absolute pleasure again i cannot wait to see what aragon's going to bring we'll catch you on the flip side um come and visit us on all the socials we're on twitter facebook instagram you got Pacino gp for the serious side of this um Stu manuel thank you so much and we'll see you guys next week we will indeed thank you very much everybody like mm -hmm. ciao, ciao. Adios. 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 Adios.